Hey, every, hey everybody, it's Kellen Cash here. I'm going on with this live because through the day, I've been getting um, calls, um, texts, everything from a few various people on the same subject. So I said, let me talk about this again. And if you have never gone to my um, my Facebook or my YouTube, excuse me, trying to do two things at once, you know, that's kind of hard sometimes for us men to do that, if not some say impossible. But um, I've done videos on this before, and this is what, what the situation was. One was local, one was abroad, same issue. It's black men trying to get funding for their businesses. Uh, honestly, we teach this for everybody. Um, you know, people sometimes don't come to the course, the class. Maybe they don't think uh, we know what we're talking about. You know, we have some experience in this to the point where we've gone to the bank before um, with certain type of loans. And they said, you know, we're going to give you this loan at the greatest percentage. You don't have to do any special program, blah, blah, blah. This is what we teach, right? At cprfirm.as.me. That's the consulting hat when you really need some help. That's where you'll go. But so some buddies of mine, both looking for funding and and in Seattle, one was complaining because I think he's tired of playing the game. Um, one was complaining how, you know, it's been black folk who have stopped black progress, you know, in, in, in the government funding side of things, you know, people. um not to get too much in, in, in the business, but it's been black folk stopping people from getting certain grants, people from getting, um, you know, just certain um, RFPs. Those are government contracts. Um, and, you know, the city of Seattle, um, you know, um, taking and stealing ideas, which I just expect whenever you do an RFP, because I was schooled a long time ago. Whatever you put in a government contract and you pitch to the government, they can and may steal. And so he was saying something we had put together, like, hey, they stole some bits of our thing. So what? You're going to sue them. You're going to waste your money. You're going to keep on fighting. Don't care really too much about that. We got to keep on going because there's very little you can do when it comes to the government. Um, so, but I've talked about the Seattle issue, you know, how there's no nod in Seattle with the black folk, how everyone's just kind of um, the majority is out for self, how you have black leaders, the few that they are. And because the population of the black community you see is 7.9%, um, a lot of those folks are totally sold out. Like some of them don't even know that they're sold out. Some of them actually think they're fighting for black folk because they you know, can uh, do some quotes put up a, a fist bump and, you know, are in the government doing lip service. But what is happening? And we know nothing in the government moves quick. So you do have at the same time some people who are doing their best. They just don't have enough power, influence or, or money to make things turn over. Right. Because it takes money to move governments. But there are then some leaders who go against the black community in Seattle. And that's the a lot of the people that they choose. City of Seattle chooses to deal with. And you know what? Those folks have um, great resume and know how to play the game fully. 
where you can look like you're helping one person while you're knocking down five or 10 or 20 other people. And that's just, you know, that's how you play that vicious capitalist game. So you can always be in the front line. And, you know, my, my guy was like, you know, I'm just tired of it. What are we going to do? I said, well, we've been fighting, but at the same time, I'm not begging anyone for business for what we do on the PR and consulting and the social media. Um, so many folks have shown that they're not interested or they want to take your ideas, run with it and try to do it internally or do it with their friends and family. So we stopped talking a long time ago in the city of it is, it's pointless. Um, they know our numbers. They call us sometimes when they call. I've told them, don't lowball us. You know, we're a company. It's not a one person firm that you're used to. Um, you know, we have people to pay. And you offering, you know, one time they called and they were like asking for how much, how much, this is city of Seattle, how much for, um, are your rates? And it's like, well, what's your scope of work? Can you email that to me? Because it can range depending on what you need. Um, and of course I can give you a high number just to cover my, um, my butt. And so they sent me the scope. I call the elders, talk with them. I lowball, I lowball. And when I call back, they tell me, oh, it's like $50 an hour. If you can do it for $50 an hour. And what probably happened in that scenario, because I worked in the government, you know, these people don't know that, is they already had who they wanted to use. And they have to call three people just to justify them giving this person this slow ball. And $50 an hour, some people say, oh, well, that's a pretty good amount of money. I don't make that at my job. Well, that's the thing. You don't make that at your job. And... Um, in business, though, we have people to pay. There's tax. There's all types of things. There's headache. There's places you have to be for that 50 an hour. So it's just not worth the time for that project, you know. And don't get me wrong. There's some things. If you were to say, "Hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z for a lower amount than what it is," and it's not $50 an hour, we jump on it because, hey, what time does that really take? You know what I mean? But, but I was really frustrated. And, you know, I told them, don't stress out on, on it because they really don't care about us at all. They don't they don't care about us here in Seattle. And my other guy was calling from overseas in Colombia and they don't care about us in Colombia and trying to do a business out there. They don't care about us anywhere. But you got to care about yourself, especially when you know you're a minority, you know, whatever status that is. And you got to keep pushing. Because the same issues we have, you know, you can look over here, the Cambodians, the Laotians, they have the same issue, especially in a big city here like Seattle. You know, it's the same issue. And it's not to cry about it because no one cares about your tears. It's not to um, no one's coming to save you. You know, the real problem that I see is in Seattle, the black community won't even help themselves. They don't even hire themselves like you know, one person gets money and it's, hey, how do we get it out of the community as fast as possible? You know, whereas you have the um, Chinese and the the white community, if you look at it, they're keeping that money internally, you know, and it's all about who your friends are and who you know. Um, and, you know, I didn't want any of my friends to say, oh, killing this because you have blah, 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 and you can contact so-and-so and you guys go to the golf course and all these complaints, like no one cares about your complaints. Stop complaining. What are you going to do about it? And I, and I've asked both of them, what are you going to do about it? You know, 
You don't have the contract that you want. You don't have the money that you want. What are you going to do about it? Don't worry about the white guy in Silicon Valley that can get funding. Because I know somebody at Silicon Mountain where you don't even know where that is. And that's in Africa. That's the real Wakanda who has funding for his business all the way in Silicon Mountain. You know, so, you know, shout out to, you know, Africa. Shout out to Cameroon, Ethiopia, South Africa, you know, Nigeria. Shout out to all those places because people are getting funding there, but you got to be proactive. And I think a lot of us don't listen enough. A lot of us don't value each other enough. We think that the same value we want others to have for us, we don't have for other people. And that's a big problem. You know, um, I have on a hotline, I have like two hotlines where if people want to talk business, call me. You know, um, I had someone call me and, uh, you know, blowing me up, wanted to talk about their business the other day. And it was like, you know, schedule a time. It's very clear on my voicemail. Schedule a time. You can leave a voicemail. You can text. If you don't hear back, that's because you are not following the system. So we have nothing to talk about, you know, and sit in the city of Seattle. You have blatant um, what I just think is totally racist in a very highly populated um, white state where this prohibits racial and gender preferences by state and local government. When is man going to wake up and say, yo, I need people of all races. I need people of all genders, all religions for my country, for my state, for my city to be peaceful because if one one side is winning, the other side is losing, it's all hell going to break out. It d- doesn't even matter about black or white because the Irish and Italians will tear something up to this day in New England. Let them not get what they need. And they've been doing it since they came over. And then when we do it, it seemed as, you know, um, oh, you don't want to stir up the pot, whatnot. And I'm not telling folks, you know, cause all hell. But you might have to call some help for things to change. Some folks are going to be in Seattle for a long time. I don't see this area giving me enough money for me to keep fighting and keep fighting to help them. Because at the end of the day, I'm promoting something you want to do, you know. But you guys don't get it. They just don't get it in um, Washington. And the, the players that they use, they've been using for years. And nothing has changed and it hasn't got through their mind and they act like they don't know anyone. And then you have these meetings, these fake coffee meetings where they're basically stealing your idea. So stop talking. Do for self. And it might not be just the all black thing. You might have a mixture because there's so many people. There's small um, white businesses thinking that, oh, if they only had the certification, they'd be getting all this money. You know why that is? The powers that be tell them, oh, we would, but we have this uh, 8A um, requirement or we have this um, whatever it is, you know, minority small business requirement. Uh, we have to have so many women whatnot. So the white guy starts to think, oh, man, only if I had that, I've had a white woman. Now, the white guy will put his wife in front of it real quick, but some have more integrity and say, well, she's not really part of the business, but some will throw her in there. And that's business. You know, you call it unethical or not. I like to practice ethics in business, but when you're talking about real big time business and millions of dollars are on the line, and it's the difference between your family getting $200,000 in your bank account, you can throw those ethics out. 
because you got to feed the people. The same way the drug dealer has to feed the people, the same way the prostitute has to feed the people, same way the crackhead has to feed his habit, you know, don't get it twisted. Ain't no ethics in business with capitalism. You want it to be. The only ethics are with you. You're the only one who can control what's going to be ethical and what's not, you know? And you have so many people depressed in Seattle, so many people not willing to piece up, work together. Um, they're just, you know, they're on an island by themselves. And I'm talking about you if you think I'm talking about you, you know, because I don't care anymore because our money's not coming from this area like that. You know, we get some things here or there, but there's relationships and, and it's always kind of, you know, based on a special um, thing that no one else can do. There's things that I know in this whole city, no one else can do. They say they can do. And let me give you an example. I've seen companies, oh yeah, we can do outreach and bring out all these people to an event and get everybody, the whole city, we can get them out there. And they don't even have an active website or they don't have an active social media. How are you going to get everybody? Word of mouth? So it's just, it's just nonsense in this city, in the city, in the county, in the state, either they are blind or stupid to think that things are going to change without them getting some new players. Let me tell you, if you got someone who doesn't have uh, just a social media and they're not even somewhat active on it, you are stupid or you're blind and you don't see it. And I think that everyone who doesn't know how to work social media that works in government talking about outreach or change needs to retire. Because if you don't know that, you're done. You're washed. It's over for you. You need to learn that. You need to be in a class for that. And it's not an ageism thing. So I can know 30-year-olds who aren't on it, and they too, they're washed. They need to be done. You just need to retire. You need to sit back. You're done if you don't got this social media game at least trying. It's not a um, exact science, but there's a science to it. And you can come get a lesson at cprfirm.as.me, or you can call me on clarity.fm backslash Kellen Cash. That's cash with a K on that one. But one thing I want to let every entrepreneur know, do not get a heart attack. Do not get depressed. Do not get down on yourself because things aren't working for you right now. Things in business turn around. They go up and down like a roller coaster for many, for most, all the time. You know, one day you have all this money and then the next thing you're like, whoa, what, how am I going to pay the payroll? You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Or you're going, you're going to find so many ways to make money in this business roller coaster that you know, but you got to be around the right people. You got to read the right books. You got to go to the right conferences. Stop wasting your time at the same old, same old, just because the powers that be say, oh, you have to be there. They, if they, if you have to be there, why don't you hook me up now? You know, with, with whatever you're, whatever I have to be at. So don't, don't get it twisted. They're lying to you the same way they tell you, you have to go to school because that's the only way to make it. It's not the only way to make it. We know we know we have, you know, what is it, like a trillion dollars worth people trying to pay back. Um, at the same time, they're trying to fight this affirmative action in Washington in a comeback. Look at this at the Seattle Weekly. This is January 30th, 2018. You know, this is this year. We're fighting for what? 
you got to start, you know, doing a little more than just talking and all this marginalist repeal talk. And then some of the people who are trying to repeal it, I'm telling you, they're not for you. I'm telling you, they're not for you. I can tell you that I can't tell you names because you should have some discernment and see that what has this person done for anyone but themselves and maybe their small circle, you know, that they also eat off of on the back end, people double dipping into other people's money. Man, I've said a lot, but I haven't said enough. But I want you guys to keep pushing, peace up, pay your people, pay your friends that you know will do the work, pay your cousin who you know doesn't have a job. Let me push to it one more issue while I'm opening my tabs. I'm sitting, you know, I've sat on boards out here quietly, and it's a dang shame in the city of Muckatillo where the median household income is $89,000 that it's a food crisis. And they talk about the homeless crisis in Seattle, and that's a shame too. It's supposedly such a rich state, but we can't feed people. And then you got folks like Dan Seidel who have a whole plan to house people. But guess what? It's like the slowest process. And so many people have an idea how to house people. But Dan Seidel has a plan to house people. The Platinum Group, they have like PowerPoints and everything. Everything to house people. And it's like, it's, it's falling on deaf ears. You can see Dan's info here. You can go check him out. He's very active in the community, has a, a team full of good people, you know, trying to trying to push this thing. And it's like, oh, they don't care. They could care less. They could care less about poor white people. They could care less about poor people who they say have a health issue, whatnot, um, but they're not getting them the help they need. But there's millions and billions of dollars are floating around. These folks are capitalist vultures. They could care less. They care less about you. And in the, in the Mukateo, there's a food issue where um, the church, um, Point of Grace, I believe it was. I was talking to the pastor. I believe that's the name of his church. He gave over 125 food backpacks to kids and having to do it discreetly because people would be embarrassed. Where if you go to the hood, man, and there's no hood really here in Seattle, no hood. You know, you could be making no money and your neighbor could be making 200,000. Um, you go to the hood, people will take that, them bags quick. But the medium income is 89,000. But people don't have money to feed their kids and kids are hungry. There's a hunger problem and this is the median income. This is how you know America, the capitalist system is down, it's falling. It's down to fall in a big way because you can be making almost six figures, six figures and you gotta get free food. That's why when I told the government years ago, we should have food cafes, take out food banks, Take out the legal system of places like Walmart, Safeway, and all these places that have to throw away so much food or it's going to go rotten. Let the Red Cross and United Way with their high salaries and all these other so-called nonprofits with their high salaries and go swoop up that food every night and then bring it to a local food cafe in the area and feed the people. And it's not just going to be the homeless. It's going to be the middle class because the middle class got to say gas so I can go to work 
or am I going to pay for the milk, the apples, and whatever else? And so their kid has to grab a food basket, a food backpack in a place that the average medium salary is $89,000. And you think they care about your, oh, I'm a black, oh, I'm a, a poor white small business owner, guy, male, oh, I'm a, I'm a whatever you are. They don't care about anything. You are either in the club or you're not. And you better get yourself out of poverty because no one is going to do it for you, no matter what you got to do, by any means necessary. That's a great Malcolm X said. You know, you got to do it by any means necessary, whether you're white, black, Asian, you got to make it happen. Because in business, people, they, they talk so much and, oh, it's so much profit, it's so much profit. Then you shouldn't. In life, if it's so much profit, how much are you giving away to another company? You know, how much are you giving away to the homeless if it's so much profit? People are full of it, man. Don't believe the hype. Keep moving, keep pushing, and do what you got to do. You know, you can always make a comment, ask a question, like, subscribe, to share. If you're listening on anchor.fm, feel free to um, support the channel because you get blessed by this um, this information. It's a wealth of knowledge. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, you can check out the Patreon. You can book a session. Uh, you can always go buy a book, type in my name, Kellen, uh, in Amazon. All of my books pop up there. Y'all be blessed. Uh, I'm out.